Welcome to the Get Out and Try podcast. I'm your host, Katie Axel. This episode's interview is with Allie from Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northwestern Wisconsin. This is a great episode for anyone that's looking for a way to give back to the youth in the St. Croix Valley area. We talk about bigs and littles and all that you need to know about getting involved with this great organization. Enjoy. Welcome, Allie. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Katie. Why don't you tell everyone what you do with Big Brothers Big Sisters and uh, what Big Brothers Big Sisters is all about? Yeah, so my role at Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northwestern Wisconsin is the St. Croix Valley Program Manager. So my primary role is to support and create one-to-one mentoring matches throughout St. Croix and Pierce counties. Our vision is that all youth achieve their full potential, and we really believe in the importance of creating one-to-one mentoring relationships um, and the importance of a trusted, caring adult in the life of a young person. And when you say St. Croix Valley, is that both sides of the river? Is that just the Wisconsin side? Yeah, it's primarily Wisconsin side. Um, we sometimes have volunteers who come from like the Stillwater Woodbury area because the the Minnesota agency is in Minneapolis, so it's a little bit of a trek for people on the border. But primarily, the young people we serve are coming from the Wisconsin side. Got it. And so. With your role, you're really that central person matching up your, you call them bigs and littles, right? Yeah. What ages are the littles? Yeah, so depending on the program, the age range we typically serve is between 5 and 14 years old. Okay. Um, So 5 is kind of the youngest we'll go just um, because that's kind of the age range that a young person can start to kind of develop a relationship with an adult. And then 14, I mean, we will match young people who are older than that. Um, but in order for them to kind of get the most out of the program, we like to have them enrolled by the time they're 14 so that they can have a couple of years before they would graduate from our program when they graduate from high school. So there's a formal program that they're going through with, with Big Brothers Big, Big Sisters. So we have a couple of different programs that we run out of Pierce and St. Croix counties. Our first is the community-based, which is probably the most traditional. It's what people think of when they hear Big Brothers, Big Sisters. And so that's where a community member and a young person are, are matched, and they go out and do things in the community. So we always say we're looking for bigs with a variety of interests. I mean, I have kids who are interested in skateboarding, who are super into arts and crafts, who love to build things and want to be an engineer when they get older. So we're looking for bigs who can expose a little to new experiences and kind of help them grow their interests and their hobbies. And so that's the community-based. So they can go, you know, go to the Y and go swimming or check out community events, check out, get out and try St. Croix Valley and find new things in the community to try. And then we have our site-based or school-based program, which is kind of like a lunch buddies type of program where the big goes and eats lunch and has, you know, recess time with their little. So that's a little bit more formal Mm -hmm. um, because it happens kind of at a set 
day of the week and time, but there's also the opportunity for that to eventually transfer to a community-based program too. Okay. So with the community-based program, how often are bigs and littles getting together? Great question. We ask for typically one day a week for about an hour. And so the, the time commitment really isn't that big. And we know that life happens. So maybe you meet every other week for two hours. We also ask that our volunteers are able to commit to a year. Um, We think that that's kind of the best way for a relationship to develop and really have time to nurture and grow that relationship. And then obviously I have matches that I support that have been matched for 10 years. So beyond that year, you can really be matched for as long as the little is still in the school system. Got it. Is anyone too old to be a big? No. So long as you can get out in the community and and spend time with a young person, you can be a big. So if someone's retired, for example, and maybe they don't want to get on a sled and go down the hill, but they're interested in staying active in the community, they can still sign up to be a big? Absolutely. We have matches that are a lot more laid back. We have matches that do a weekly book club together. They, pre-pandemic, went to knitting clubs together and knit items to donate to local organizations We have littles who are super into board games and chess and things like that that are a lot more laid back. And you don't need to be going down a sledding hill at 50 miles an hour. So let's talk about with when you're screening bigs, what kind of background check and screening process do you actually go through? So we have a pretty formal um, enrollment process. So it all starts with a big inquiring. So they can reach out to me directly. They can also visit our website and fill out an inquiry form. From there, our office manager will send them some additional information about the programs so that they can decide which program they think might be the best fit for them. And then at that point, it kind of comes back to me. And so we set up an interview where we call it an interview, but it's really just a conversation with the big, um, and we talk about everything from um, their background in school to their hobbies to the types of people they like to surround themselves with to really get a good idea of who this person is. And then that allows us then to match them with a little that aligns very well. We then do a multi-layered background check, and then we also do reference checks. Once they've gotten through that process, what's the next step after they've been matched? How does that first meeting get set up and what does that look like? We will go to a big when we have a little in mind for them and we'll have a conversation about the little. Give them a little bit of information about their background, their home life, their school life, and then some goals that we're hoping to accomplish through the match. At that point, if the big says that it sounds like a a good match and they're interested in moving forward, we reach out to the little and their parent or guardian and have a similar conversation about the big. So we're not just putting two people together and hoping for the best. We really take the time to make sure that everyone involved in the match feels comfortable and excited about the match potential. 
From there, we do a match introduction meeting. So that involves me or another enrollment specialist, the big, the little, and their parent. And that meeting is really kind of an icebreaker, get to know each other. Obviously, we have program rules and guidelines that we go over. But that first meeting is really for them to kind of set the foundation for the match. And so they pick days that they're going to get together and come up with some ideas of activities they want to do. So we never just throw a match together and hope for the best. We're really intentional about supporting a match from beginning to end. Let's talk about how 2020 has impacted your services. We actually have been able to stay 100% operational throughout the entire pandemic. um, And we've been able to continue to support our matches. We changed most of our programming to virtual And so that was a learning curve of helping our bigs and our littles learn about the world of Zoom and Teams and Google Hangouts. And then again, we supported our matches by actively coming up with new virtual activities that they could do, working with community partners like the libraries to offer additional virtual activities. And we've really been impressed and and really proud of our matches that they've all continued to to thrive even under the circumstances that 2020 put us through. Have you seen an increase in littles since the start of the pandemic? Well, part of it is that's why I think it's important we're having this conversation. Yeah. So I don't think it's it's really an increase or decrease in enrollment. It's that we're seeing an increase in the importance of the program. And we're seeing that our matches that are active and our young people in those programs are really seeing the benefit of having another adult in their life right now. And when we think about some of the implications of COVID-19 and and the lockdowns, we don't know what the future is going to hold. We don't know how this past year of, of lived experience is going to change young people's futures. And so continuing to create and support matches so that our young people have all the support they can get behind them as we hopefully continue to you know, get closer to the end of, of this experience and come out on the other end. It's going to be really important that when we do come out of this, our young people are still surrounded by a network of support. Yeah, it's all about community, isn't it? Absolutely. Are you in need of more bigs right now? We always need bigs. Um, We always need new people with new backgrounds, with different lived experiences. It's important for us to have kind of a large net and pool of volunteers to pull from so that we can make sure we're making the best matches for our little And you and I had talked yesterday a little bit about the matching of comfort level within COVID. Yeah, matching in COVID era has added a whole new level of compatibility for our matches that we need to consider. And so we obviously encourage all of our matches to be safe and make smart decisions when they decide to meet in person. We strongly recommend following all state and local guidelines and policies, um, but 
we're not a governing body, so we're not in charge of telling our matches what they can or cannot do in terms of meeting in person right now. But in the matching process, we've kind of had to add another set of questions of what are you comfortable with? Are you wanting to meet virtually, which is a new option because of COVID? Do you want to meet in person? Do you prefer meeting outside? Um, over the summer, we saw it was a lot easier to to have matches meeting outside and, and be active and feel a little bit more safe because they're out in the open. Um, but now winter, we're having to, again, get creative with, um, you know, telling people try out Camp St. Croix snowshoeing or hitting up the, the local um, state parks so that they can still be outside and still meet safely. We never want anyone to feel uncomfortable with the match arrangement. Now, with 2021, do you have some goals for what you're hoping to be able to host outside of just the bowling event that you've got coming up? Really, my main goal and focus of 2021 is continuing to serve St. Croix and Pierce counties, continuing to get the word out there, and continuing to support young people. That's what I'm all about. That's what I care about, is making sure that young people in our communities have all of the support that they can get. How did you end up with working with Big Brothers Big Sisters for you personally? I started my career in youth work doing an internship in college. I went to college to to be a community planner, to be a city planner, but I started working with young people and I fell in love. I loved working alongside them, treating them like the young adults that they are and having really powerful conversations with them. So I have been in the youth work world now for 10 years and Recently, I started with Big Brothers Big Sisters in August of 2020. So I started a new role in the midst of a global health pandemic. So that was an interesting experience as well. But what led me to Big Brothers Big Sisters was I had been in a direct programming role for most of my youth work career. And what I felt was missing for me was continuing to build connections And so I had all of this experience of building relationships with young people in the Hudson community, and I wanted to help other people experience that. I wanted to connect other community members and adults with young people so that they could see just how cool and powerful our young people can be, especially kind of that elementary, middle school age range. Those are pivotal years in a young person's life. And so to be an adult and have a relationship with them and be able to help them grow and learn is really powerful. And so I love this role at Big Brothers Big Sisters because it allows me to share that experience with others. Have you heard of any stories of a cycle where someone was a little and then they grow up and and now have come back to be a big Yes, I am currently in the process of creating a new match where the big sister had a big sister when she was younger. And so she came from a um, single parent household, a divorced household, and really was missing that, that female role model in her life. And so she got involved in the program when she was young. And it was so incredible to hear her story and how important her big was to her 
and how that now has inspired her to want to do that for another young person. And I say that some of our best bigs have been littles themselves because they truly understand and appreciate how a big can impact your life. Yeah, I mean, it's such an amazing program. We say that our bigs get just as much out of the program as our littles. It's a two-way relationship. Um, Bigs aren't just coming in and, you know, changing a young person's lives. It's a symbiotic relationship, and they're both having a, a big impact on one another. If a parent or a guardian is interested in enrolling their child or children, for that matter, how do they go about doing that? So anyone can refer a child and parents and guardians can enroll their child at any time. Sometimes parents don't realize that their child is eligible. We say that we serve any child facing adversity and any child who would benefit from having an additional adult in their lives. And so that could be anything from you know, a single parent household, a household where maybe they have lost a parent, they've lost a sibling, but also like if it's an only child or um, a young person who might have a learning disability and struggles to make friends at school, just really anyone who would benefit from an additional role model in their life. They can do that one by visiting our website. They can also reach out to me directly Or they can also go and speak to a counselor or social worker. Most of the the schools within our service area have a referral form that can be used for kiddos and families. We do an interview with the parent and guardian and the child. And again, just get to know them, understand their interests, their background, some of those lived experiences, and then really trying to pinpoint what we want the child to get out of a match. And sometimes that's as simple as getting them out of the house and getting them out in the community and doing fun things mm-hmm. and, and, and giving this young person who might have a really tough home life, might have a tough time at school. It's giving them a chance to just be a kid and go out and have fun. Do you find that your bigs have some common questions or things that they are a little bit uneasy or nervous about that we can talk about? And that's a question we ask in the interview is, what are you nervous about? Because we want to help address some of those nerves and concerns. And the number one answer people give is, I'm worried that my little isn't going to like me. And I always try and kind of calm that fear by saying, meeting new people is always weird right? It's always Mm -hmm. a little uncomfortable. You've got some nerves, but that's why it's so great that we do such an in-depth interview and enrollment process is I know the littles incredibly well. I get to know our bigs incredibly well. And I, there are times where I'm interviewing a child and within the first 10 minutes, I already know exactly who I want to match them with. And that, again, is where the match introduction meeting is so important is because I'm there to help break that ice. I help the kid feel comfortable and I help the adult mellow and calm a little bit. And usually by the end of our match introduction meetings, I can leave because they're just chatting and laughing and getting to know each other. And so it's common for our bigs to be a little nervous about meeting the little. It's never been an issue for me. 
Now, pre-pandemic, were you holding events for all of the bigs and littles to attend? We were. We had big events out at Action City. We had our bowling, Bowl for Kids Sake fundraising event, where we also have a big little bowl where all of our matches can come together. And then we kind of just had sporadic fun events, you know, a summer picnic for all of our matches. And so that's definitely been a shift. We haven't been able to to offer any of those Um, And we actually have our Bowl for Kids Sake coming up. Registration is open um, and we're trying to to do it this year in 2021 as as a hybrid event um, and being hopeful that there can be an in-person component and people can come and bowl and safely distance and mask up and all of that good stuff. Um, But we'll also continue to offer a virtual option um, and fundraising online as well. Tell everyone where they can find you. Yeah, so our website is bbbsnw.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northwestern Wisconsin. So they can also reach out to me directly either by email or phone or text message. Okay, perfect. And I will make sure to link all of that in the show notes so that people can find you specifically if they want to reach out directly. Otherwise, be sure to visit the website and check it out if you're thinking about becoming a big, at least inquire, right, Allie? Absolutely. Take the first step. Reach out to us. We're here to answer questions. We're here to walk you through the process. And we would love to get you connected to a young person in your community. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Katie, and thank you for all that you're doing for our communities. That wraps up this episode. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Allie with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Northwestern Wisconsin. Be sure to check out the show notes to find different ways to connect with the organization. Now, don't forget to also check out our Sledding St. Croix Valley series. You'll find it as a playlist on both Facebook and YouTube. And when you're done there, check out the website, getoutandtry.com, where you'll find over 100 businesses listed, as well as all of their events and happenings. Now, if you're enjoying the Get Out and Try podcast, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. That's a really easy way to help support the growth of this podcast. The other way is by sharing it on social media so your friends can hear about it as well. Now, if you are a St. Croix Valley business owner and you're interested in becoming a local episode sponsor, send us an email. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information as well as all of the links to keep you connected to get out and try St. Croix Valley. Until next time, find some ways to connect with your community, support the hardworking small businesses that host all of the fun in the valley. Go, get out and try.